securities and advisory services through Independent Financial Group, LLC, a registered broker-dealer and investment advisor member, FINRASIPC. Dennis O'Brien, president of O'Brien Retirement Investment Group, located exit 90 down from Stake Loft in Mystic, welcomes you to the Retirement Life and Investing Show here on 94.9 News Now. Hope everybody's doing well. It's a gloomy, doomy day today. Everybody is a little cloudy, but it's warmer. And uh, I think the rain periodic today, but tomorrow I guess we're going to get it heavier. So uh, uh, whatever you got to do, get out and uh, enjoy the day. Hope everybody's doing well. It's been a crazy week. Uh, everybody's doom and gloom on the stock market, too. Uh, keeps going down. I think the market got really hammered on Friday. And I think what the market is trying to tell President Trump, Donald the Disruptor, and the Chinese Premier, how do you say his name, Z, Z or Xi, whatever, stop the crap and uh, work it out, boys. Come on. So we're tired of this. Uh, world trade needs to continue, but it has to be done on a fair basis. And uh, the Chinese got to stop uh, enticing corporations to go in there and uh, with their billion or more consumers and then steal all the technology and, uh, and make them go joint and then steal it and blah, blah, blah. That game is up, guys. Uh, it's not going to continue. And you've got you've to join the world community in protecting um, – protecting uh, intellectual property rights. And at the same time, President Trump, uh, uh, we need to, uh, you know, we need to settle this eventually And uh, because both 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 parties are going to be hurt by this downward trajectory. And, uh, and if it continued, uh, I see social unrest in China. Yes, yes, I do. And I don't think President Trump will get reelected if it continues. So, uh, boys, it's in both your best interest to... Uh, to work it out and everything else. So I hope that happens, and uh, I think it will, because uh, they're not dumb. These guys didn't rise to the level they're at by being dumb dumb dudes, so uh, we'll see what happens. Hope everybody's well. Uh, interest rates are continuing to uh, come down. Uh, if you look at the uh, all the iShares, the top iShares right now are utilities, the 20-year treasury, so uh, interest rates are coming down, which is unusual for uh, the market to continue going down, so it's probably that outside influence of trade. And uh, oil is very depressed. It's come down a lot, too. Uh, there was a big, big announcement this week by the government, one of the government agencies that said that uh, the Permian Basin in West Texas might be much, much, much bigger. So we have all the oil we need in the world, and we have the technology to take it out. So uh, OPEC, you can uh, you can go away, please. We are we are energy de- independent now, and I never thought I would say that. I remember being in uh, Binghamton, New York, uh, waiting online when I was in grad school back in the seventies, when uh, gasoline uh, you know soared and uh, and there was a shortage, and uh, they put price controls on it, and that that never works. Because basically they won't sell it, and then the shortages and the lines came, and uh, that caused the bear market of the of the seventies. Nineteen seventy four bear market was brutal, brutal, and they pulled out all the stops, and eventually they got some of this growth stuff coming, and then eventually in the eighties the rates went way up again, and that was tough. So anyway, I was kind of in an evil mood this morning. I haven't gotten a lot of sleep. Um, 
little Harper Ann was born at 158 in the morning, Friday morning. And so now I'm a new grandpa. Yay! She's beautiful. She has all 10 toes, all 10 fingers. And she's absolutely beautiful. And, uh, of course, we're overjoyed and over the moon, but uh, not a lot of sleep. Not a lot of sleep the last couple of days. So, uh, um, you know, it is what it is. But we're truly, truly blessed. So, uh, whatnot. So, anyway, it got me thinking on the lack of sleep. I was kind of not in an evil mood, but not in a bad mood, but more like, okay, let's contrast smart investors versus dumb investors. And I kind of went through a list this morning and... Uh, I apologize if anybody's offended, but I figured, well, what not? Have a little fun with it, okay? Smart investors ignore their stock quotes and go back to their lives knowing a year from now this will all be forgotten. Dumb investors run checking their quotes and account values online, losing their mind. <laughs> now, a guy, a guy I know is doing a... Uh, um, you know, one of these uh, video things on uh, Warren Buffett. And he said he went into Warren Buffett's office in, in Omaha. He said there wasn't even a quote machine in the office. <laughs> so that goes to show you that, uh, like he says, he's buying companies. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. But um, you don't need a quote machine. You buy good companies. Don't worry about the day-to-day mark markups and markdowns. Eventually, these companies' values will come through, these intrinsic values. The smart ones are calling me to raise their automatic deposits because they know we're having a sale. The dumb ones are asking if they should stop depositing because they hate stocks. <laughs> now, this really is happening this week, and I find it absolutely fascinating that the smart ones have actually called me saying, listen, I, I think I want to add another 1000 a month or another 100 a month or whatever to... Um, to my automatic deposits because uh, uh, I think we're having a sale and I want to buy more stock at, at lower prices than everything else. That's the smart ones. The dumb ones are calling saying, well, should we stop for now and let the money add out in the bank? And I'm, 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 and I'm, I'm just laughing because it's so clear to me, you know, um, um, the right strategy for the long term. You want to feel good for a week or two? Then do what the dumb ones do. You want to be smart and increase your net worth? Then do what the smart ones do. But it's so, this week was unbelievable with the phone calls, you know, one way or the other. And, of course, I don't call anybody dumb, not to their face, but I just try to talk them out of doing dumb stuff. The smart ones are looking to add to the positions of companies they favor, knowing the businesses that they are buying, not a ticker symbol to gamble with. All right? The smart ones know they're buying companies with intrinsic values. The stock market just measures the, the value of that company that day. It doesn't mean anything to the long-term intrinsic value. So they can go up. They can be overvalued by 20% or undervalued by 20%. The stock market doesn't care. It's just a marking mechanism day to day. Long-term intrinsic values, though, do count. And that's what the smart ones like Buffett and Barron and these other guys that are excellent stock pickers know. So it's very, very, very interesting. The dumb ones are selling great companies that bargain based on prices in order to, quote-unquote, feel better. Remember, remember, it's not about your feelings. It's not about, you know, whatnot. You have to be disciplined longer term, and the smart ones are, okay? So if you have too much money in stocks, of course, cut back on your allocations and be careful. If you're 73 years old and have 80% allocation to stocks and equities— then you shouldn't 
you know, that's something that you really ought to look at, okay? And I would venture to say without long-term capital gains and a taxable account, you probably should cut back or plan for paying some taxes if you plan to do that. I don't do anything without looking at taxes. But in any case, if you'd like my retirement 10 commandments or like to make an appointment, go to O'BrienRetire.com or call me during the week at 860-415-9614. More than happy to make an appointment for you. We never charge you for talking and listening and finding out where you're at at this point in time. Remember, the smart ones are always planning and thinking ahead, planning their retirement. We'll be back in a few minutes. This is Dennis O'Brien with the Retirement Life and Investing Show. Talk to you. Bye-bye. everybody. This is the Retirement Life and Investing Show. Dennis O'Brien, President of O'Brien Retirement Investment Group. Yes, yes, yes. What a week it has been. What a week. A new grandchild, the market crashing, and uh, and the politicians in Washington uh, cursing each other out all the time. Great, guys. Really good. Keep the American people in mind instead of just wanting power and whatnot. So anything. So we're talking about the smart ones versus the dumb ones, Okay. Uh, we talked about that. The smart ones realize that investing is a marathon, not a sprint, and are in it for the long haul. The dumb ones want to make a quick buck and run. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. I'll tell you, I see that all the time. Guys will call me up and say, hey, we got a stock tip. I'm like, oh, no. Come on in with your stuff and let's review it. Let's get you organized. Oh, no, 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 no. I just want a stock tip. Yeah, get out of here. I'm not, I'm not into that stuff. Whatever. The smart ones have kept money in the bank for emergencies for times like this, so they won't panic. The dumb ones took all the money out of the bank, including their three- to six-month emergency funds, because they got a tip from the brother-in-law's Uncle Harry, who overheard a conversation in a Starbucks somewhere. Seriously, this happens, all right? Smart ones always keep their powder dry, have money in the bank for emergencies and everything else, and now want to move more money on an automatic basis over to the investment account with me because we're having a sale, okay? The dumb ones heard a tip, blew all their money out, and now they're sweating bullets because they got no backup, okay? You know, so you got to be smart. You know, it's like anything else. You want to, if you take on a, on a trip across the country, you want a full tank of gas, don't you? <laughs> you don't want to start out on empty, you know, and being in New York City somewhere and in the middle of the Bronx looking for gas, you know? You want to have everything laid out ahead of time and have a plan, you know? It's, it's like a lot of this is common sense, but it's stuff I have seen, so I want to pass it on. So a lot of you are older and smart, and you, you get this, but, it's you know, for the, especially for the younger ones listening and everything else. The smart ones go have fun with their families and friends during the holidays and keep balance in their lives. The, the dumb ones sit all day and watch the news, okay? Guys, guys, half the mental illness in this country is due to listening to those bozos 
on TV all day. Okay? All right? Their job is to get eyeballs. Their job is to scare you. Their job is to get ratings. And the only thing that gets ratings is bad news and outrage, outrage, outrage. Okay? Blow it off. They don't have your... You don't have your your mental health in mind, okay? Go out, get balance in your lives, go for hikes, go bowling, go to the movies, go have fun, especially during this time of year. And stop, stop worrying about all the little things in the world because there's no, half of it, none of it, which you can do anything about it. The smart ones have a financial advisor with experience who answers the phone when they call to help them with their concerns. The dumb one thinks they're masters of the universe and can do everything themselves. All right? Hey, when I have a question on accounting, I have a question on real estate, I have a question on Social Security, I don't know. I got I got friends and buddies. If I have a question on my insurance, I call my friend Debbie. If I have a question on benefits, I call my friend Pam. Real estate, my friend Tim. Nobody, nobody can do everything themselves. Okay? And I hear these guys telling me how, you know, they do this, and they're writing calls and writing puts and doing this. And I just shake my head, and they go, why are you shaking your head? And I just go, no comment, because I'm not, you know, it's not my business to to butt into their personal lives. But uh, they want to come in. I'll tell them what I think. <laughs> And it won't be pretty. Okay. The smart ones keep planning for their future. The dumb ones live totally in the moment. I just That's just, I can't say it any plainer than that. The smart ones do not worry about what other people think and run their own race. The dumb ones think that buying a fancy car and credit to impress people they don't even know is smart. And boy, oh boy, we see that all the time. And they're locked into these payments. And if... I want to I want to create a calculator. Maybe somebody's done it. Where say you take you you you're a young guy and you buy a big truck for 40, 40 grand and you're locked into these payments of six seven hundred dollars a month, which blows my mind by the way. And so you're out there for seventy two months or whatever it is. Okay, at these huge payments. If you had bought a beater and had gone down to that used car lot there in Pawkatuck and bought a beater for two or three grand, paid cash. And instead of taking the six or seven hundred a month for the seventy two months and invested in a good index or anything, what what was the real cost of that truck? There's the cost of the truck and then there's something called the opportunity cost, which is the opportunity you lost when you bought it. Okay? You know, and Ramsey talks about this a lot, Dave Ramsey, and he's right. Okay? If you made it in the world and you got a net worth of two or three million dollars, you want to go pay forty grand for a truck? You earned it. Go, go do it. Go do it. You earned it. Okay. But if you're a kid, young kid starting out in life, and you go out and buy a forty grand truck and lock, be locked into these payments, not only are you locking in future, your future income to something you can't afford, you have a huge opportunity cost. And the smart ones know this. They know that they want compounding to work for them. Not the compounding on leases, which are really a ripoff, okay? And, and car payments, in the long run, they work against you because the opportunity cost of not being able to put money in on an ACH automatic basis every month into your investment account and buying really good companies with it. So these are the things that, you know, when I'm going through here and I'm doing the dumb ones, the smart ones, I'm not trying to insult anybody, but I'm just laying out plain like your grandfather would. 
<laughs> All right. Now that I'm a grandfather, I can talk like one, which means I can say anything I want. I'm not really, but, um, you know, whatnot. Okay. The smart ones teach their kids, especially on how to handle adversity wisely. TDO, the dumb ones, never talk to the kids and teach them about money or steer someone who will. Okay. When the smart ones, the other night I was watching a basketball game. Okay. Boston Celtics versus the Washington Wizards. It was back and forth. John Wall was unstoppable on the Wizards side. Kyrie Irving was unbelievable on the Celtics side. They were going back and forth. I think it went into overtime and everything else. But some of the calls, the refs were struggling because the speed and athleticism of the game was really to be marveled at. And the refs were struggling and they made some calls. Yeah, they were iffy and everything else. But I watched how the Wizards, Wall and Beal, the two guards with tremendous athletic ability, reacted to calls that were, you know, I agree, were a little iffy. And how the Celtics reacted, okay? And you knew, you knew, I, I knew that I thought the Celtics would win this game because it's not what happens to you, it's how you react to it. And the one thing you can teach your kids is when you get screwed, and something bad happens. Something happens to you you don't deserve, okay? And we've all been there, right? We've all had things happen that, you know, yeah, you're right. You were you were screwed. Something happened. Somebody lied about you. Somebody didn't pay back money that you lent them. You know, somebody took your car and wrecked it. Somebody two-timed you on um, a romance, whatever it was, okay? You got cheated out of a job promotion you should have gotten. It's how you react to it. And I watched Beals and Wall react to the bad calls, and they were so immature. They're stomping their feet. They're shaking their hands. They're gesturing with their arms and everything else with total immaturity. Okay? And I watched the Celtics when they had some calls, especially Marcus Smart, who is an amazing defensive player. And every time he gets the call, the ref gets it wrong. He just looks at him, talks a little bit, and then walks away. You know? So... You know, teach your kids and grandkids to the degree you can. The bad stuff's going to happen. You're going to have adversity, okay, with your money in the markets and everything. It's how you react to it that determines how successful you're going to be. The smart ones talk about that. The dumb ones do not and just whine about how bad things are and whatnot. And that one screwed me and this one screwed me and blah, 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 blah. So make sure you talk to your kids and teach them about money or steer them to somebody who will. And I get a lot of people bringing kids in and they're 20 starting out in life, newlyweds. Let's say this is how you do it. This is how you should set things up. Whether they listen or not is up to them. The smart ones pay off their credit card every month. The dumb ones use a different card to get the 0% rate and switch around and keep the balances and just make minimum payments. Okay. I don't even want you using a credit card, but if you're going to use it for the points and everything else, I have a credit card for the business. I use it for the points and consolidate everything to give to my CPA, Peter Maneri, every quarter. And Peter's assistant, Carol, goes through everything and puts it on the computer and everything's organized. I don't want to do that, okay? So I have help, but I use the credit card to keep track of everything. It's a wonderful vehicle to do that. But I don't even pay off the card every month. I pay it off every two weeks, all right, because I hate owing anybody anything. I would cut off my right arm if I owed somebody something and I didn't pay them back. It's just the way I am.
I can't stand owing anybody money and whatnot. Okay. All righty. So we talked about credit cards. The smart ones time the Social Security withdrawals to maximize both spouses' potential benefits. The dumb ones start at 62 because they're not going to live long. Eh, I'm not going to live long. I'm just going to take a 62. Never doing any planning. Remember, if you pass away, your wife gets the remaining or your husband gets the remaining of the two, whichever one was higher. So if you start later, say you start at 70, and you're going to get three grand a month instead of 1500 a month, your spouse is going to get the remainder of the higher. So the longer you wait, the better you're leaving off your spouse if something bad happens. And that's assuming, you know, pension payments and every all the other money you have. It's just not a one-person decision. It's a two-person decision. So make sure you come in and let's review that, okay? And if something I haven't seen before, I'm not sure, I will check with my people. And I'll also have, have you go into Social Security and check with them, okay? Because someone came in the other day and I was it was... It was uh, really, they were going to make a mistake, and I caught it. And I said, no, 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 let's double-check that. And it wound up saving them uh, quite a a bit of money. So uh, always, always, always double, triple-check that Social Security decision. All right? Because especially if you're married or you've remarried, that's a big one, too, because you really got to check what's going on. So if you'd like to come in and visit with me, um, just go to my website, O'BrienRetire.com, hit the magic button and set up an appointment. I'll send you the Retirement Ten Commandments, whether you ask for them or not, and then we can sit and chat. Uh, Come back in a few, and thank you for listening to the Retirement Life Investing Show on 94.9 News Now. Thanks. to the Retirement Life and Investing Show here on 94.9 News Now. Uh, Tim Bray, owner of Seaport Realty, uh, part of Sotheby's. He uh, He's sick today. He was going to be on the show, but he came down with a uh, uh, bad stomach virus and head, and uh, he has not, uh, he's been p- kissing the porcelain god the last two days. So, Timmy, I hope you're feeling better, brother. Told you to listen, but uh, I wanted to give you a shout out, and I hope you're uh, feeling better. He missed the BNI party last night. Uh, at Deb Deb's house uh, at Sava, she uh, she had a party. A uh, what was one of those murder mystery dress up Christmas party type of thingamajigs? And Debbie, I'm sorry I missed it too, but uh, we were on baby we we're in baby mode these days. So uh, uh, Timmy and I have good excuses, I think. In any case, anyway, hope everybody's doing well. And uh, let's get back to the smart ones versus the dumb ones, shall we? The smart ones develop a network of experts around them. And tap into someone else's uh, expertise when questions arise. Boy, oh boy, that is, you know, I'm, I'm of the opinion that they, whoever they is, okay, they want to separate us, keep us dumb, keep us listening to credit card ads. Be, um, I think they just want to separate, divide, and keep us dumb. I swear. And if you have a network of smart, smart people you've surrounded yourself with like the wealthy do with their family offices, I think you're ahead of 98% of the population, you know? And so I'm always trying to develop smart 
smart contacts, people with integrity that know their stuff in their field that I can call day or night and ask them a question. That gives me a huge heads up because some, sometimes a bad person will make a, an offer to someone or trying to get them to do something they shouldn't do. And, and if you have that network around you going, whoa, 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 that's not smart to do. Let's talk about that. So, um, and sometimes people just get bad advice. You know, the, they're given advice in an, by an expert who's, it's not their area of expertise, you know. So uh, it's always good to double check. The dumb ones think they know everything. So, you know, of course, you can't talk to them. They know everything and they don't want to listen to anybody, you know, and everything else. And we've all had that friend that fell in love. <laughs> I'll tell the story about the client who came in my office. All right. And he's long gone. Wonderful wife had passed away. <laughs> he comes in my office with this, with this uh, lady, I use the term loosely, who came in the office with him. And, she, and uh, he was like, you could tell he was head over heels. And I instantly, instantly was like on guard here. And she wanted his statements. <laughs> they weren't even married. She wanted his statements. And she came in with bandages all over her face because she had lived in Florida and had gotten cosmetic surgery and was walking around with bandages on your face. Now, I don't know about you, but you ever see that in New England? I guess it's a common thing in Florida, no big deal. But I just, you know, and it was one of those things where, do I say anything to him? Like, what the heck are you thinking? And start slapping him around when I have him alone? And, or do I just mind my business because it's more down that personal road? So it's uh, it's um, something where I dropped some hints, but uh, they were completely brushed off. So I minded my own business. Uh, I I didn't I wasn't that friendly with them where I could be brutally brutally honest, like a friend you might have had from high school or college, where you know <laughs> you knew each other when you're really dumb and stupid. You know, so it was one of those things. So. It is what it is. So uh, the smart one's like an advisor who has a different opinion sometimes and challenges their assumptions. I love a guy or a gal that tells me, no, you didn't think of this, 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 and this. Good. I want someone to tell me, hey, you know, you need to think of this, 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 and two. I mean, don't call me names, but, you know, say, hey. And I want clients that... If I disagree with them, they want to hear my opinion and why. Not just to be disagreeable. Some people just like to be disagreeable. And we have all run into them before. But honestly, most of the time, you know, run things by. I say, yeah, but did you think of this? You have to couch it, you know, diplomatically. But at the same time, you can't help somebody if you're not being honest with them. So you try, you try to do that. The dumb ones, on the other hand, get all their information from the Internet. <laughs> you know. I mean, the doctors tell me all the time. They say, you know, I'm an expert in this area, androcology, whatever it is. They read something on the Internet and the patients come in and they're already experts and everything else. But if they truly, truly want to know, the doctor's patient then goes through and explains and says, yes, that's partially true and this is why and everything else. Okay. Don't get me wrong. Doctors, second opinions, I'm a big believer in that too. They make mistakes all the time. The smart ones develop a team around them that's dedicated to helping them. The dumb ones have a group around that may be dumber than they are, but always agree with them. All right? The dumb ones have yes men around them. 
The smart ones have a good good crew around that. Now, here's a guy that you're going to be kind of surprised when I say it, but the person has a great team around him who grew up with him, but they've grown, and they have his best interests in heart. And I'll tell you, these guys have done a good job for him, is LeBron James. LeBron James has a superb team around him. And a lot of these guys are are homegrown, okay? And he trusts them, and they've gone out, and they're smart enough to find the people in the different areas. And he has turned into an excellent investor. He's turned into an angel investor. He buys new companies. He's plugged into a lot of different things. And he's turned out to be a very, very, very good family man and a good savvy. I still think he made a huge mistake of the Miami Heat. News news uh, conference when he, he said, I'm taking my talents to South Beach. I mean, come on, LeBron. Really. But at the same time, don't discount how, how, how disciplined, how smart he is. If you get a chance, pull up, pull up the YouTube video of him preparing for each game and the stretching and workout thing he goes through in the hallway of the Coliseum wherever he's playing. It's absolutely incredible. Okay, so give credit was due, you know, and everything else. The dumb ones, the the smart ones, they can advise it with different opinion, challenge, assumptions. The dumb ones think he's an opinionated jerk, right? The smart ones evolve their families in decision making and make sure the good relationship with advisors in case health deteriorates. So you may be smart, have a good thing, but Plan B is if if your health, your spouse's health, whoever the primary money person in the in the couple, or the family is. If their health deteriorates, the plan B is they know the advisor, they're used to them, and I've had a lot of couples where usually the husband passed first, and I'm working with the widows, and it was all the husband was smart enough to establish these things. And there have been cases where the widows were alone, okay, and some unsavory characters come in and try to pitch things that aren't right, and thank God he had relationships and protection around her to protect her or him in some cases, but mostly in cases of her where they were protected from some unsavory people. Because there are people out there that, especially down in Florida and other places, that like to, to pick on people they think are, um, you know, can be picked on and whatnot. So it's something to be, be aware of and everything else. So the smart ones involve their families. The dumb ones hide their paperwork in a dumb, in a safety deposit box and squirrel away the key. <laughs> so all the passwords, nothing's out. Everything is just, you know, nobody knows anything and uh, it's a bad situation. The smart ones know how to get an annual checkup, but always get second opinions on serious medical matters. The dumb ones always believe their doctor no matter what. I don't care how good your doctor is. It's going to be very very hard to uh, for any doctor to keep up in every area. So I know a lot of our doctors are hardworking individuals, but sometimes I suspect they depend on the product pharmaceutical reps too much for their information. And uh, we have a caller on the line, Joan from Quaker Hill. Hi, Joan. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you, and good morning. I have a question for you. My friends and I are getting hit with this 69 federal income tax on our pension. Yep. Can you explain that to uh, us? And can, and I'll take your answer off air so I can hear you much better. Is okay. that okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, thank you. Because I don't understand what exactly that is, because they're hitting us pretty hard. Okay, thank you for the question. It's an excellent one. 
Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. The second week in September, I got a letter from Pershing, who holds all my stuff, saying that uh, they're reverting to 6.99% unless uh, the client fills out a form from the state and hands it in with their distribution form from Pershing. Okay? It was a money grab by the state to look good before the election, in my opinion. It's absolutely horrible. So what you got to do is you got to go to the Department of Revenue Services. There's a site or call them. Get the form. You can print it out on the Connecticut Department of Revenue sites. Fill it out and send it in to your broker, financial advisor, and they can modify how much is taken out. Basically, what you're doing is is like a W-4P, which you're going to declare how many exemptions you have on the form. And then the state figures out the percentage and does it. It's an extra step. Only Connecticut's doing. It's absolutely horrible. Department of Revenue Services, state of Connecticut, there's a form. Print it out. Send it into your broker. And he can uh, send it into his custodian, in my case, Pershing. And uh, we can adjust that for you. I'm going to have to do a lot of these in January. I didn't have time in September. But uh, you also can revert and fill out the form so you have no money taken out, too. So the way I look at it, I explain to people is they're going to take more money out now, but you're going to get a bigger refund in April, okay? But it can can be dealt with. It caught us all by surprise. So chances are your provider uh, struggled with it too. And, and they kind of popped it in on a second week in September. October's checks were going out. It was too late. And so I just told everybody, let's put up with it in November, December, and then we'll reset it in January. So, uh, so uh, in any case, go to the site or direct your uh, broker financial advisor to do it. And if you need help, let me know, and I'll be more than happy to help you. We'll be back in a few minutes. Excellent question, Joan. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. This is a Retirement Life and Investing Show. We'll be back in a few. Thank you. Retirement Life and Investing Show, Dennis O'Brien, www.obrienretire.com, 860-415-9614. If you'd like to call me after the show and we can chat about making an appointment for you. Uh, once again, thanks to Joan and Quaker Hill for that excellent question. Um, you know, when you start a new job and you got to figure out, fill out the W-4P, which is a form, and you declare how many you know uh, dependents you have and everything else. Well, that's for employment, Okay. What Connecticut has done is make you actually fill out, go to their site, or get the form. I'm going to print out a bunch of them, I think, because it's just ticking me off here. And uh, they're actually pretending that your pension check is employment. And they're making you fill out like a dependent thing uh, or an income estimation thing to figure out how much deductions you can take and what rate you can you have to pay to satisfy their minimum payment, okay? They know, they know, they know nobody wants to do this. Nobody understands it. They sprung it on everybody the last minute, and they know most of the people, 80 to 90% of them, are going to revert to the 6.99 and giving them a lot more money and screwing you. Excuse my language, but I don't know how to say it otherwise. Making it more difficult for you, okay? So... Be aware of this. Department of Revenue Services, State of Connecticut, go to the site, follow through. There'll be a form for that. It's hard to find, but it's there. 
And if you need help, just give me a ring, and I'll try to help you in any way we can. Because it came up this week where a lady was at another broker, and she says she didn't like his response to it. And I said, listen, I go, we all responded that way because it was just too much, too quick, and we were trying to figure out what was going on. But you should have it um, fixed in January so you're ready for the new year and whatnot. And I think once it's done, it's done. I don't think you have to redo it every year unless you want to go through that process. But it's like you got a job and you're just getting your pension check or your IRA distribution. Every Absolutely nuts. Who thought of that? Very, very devious person with the state that thought of that for uh, to generate more money and whatnot. So uh, in any case, all right, we were talking about the dumb ones hide their paperwork in a safety deposit box. The smart ones know how to get an annual medical checkup and always get second opinions. The dumb one thinks they believe they're a doctor no matter what or think all doctors are quacks and never go get a checkup. You're over 60, you're just getting a checkup every year, every other year. Okay? You got to. Absolutely got to. All right. Timely. The smart ones have a CPA or a tax preparer that's very experienced because it's worth it to spend anywhere from 100 to three or $400 to have expert advice ongoing with any matters that come up especially this year coming, the tax law, the federal return, will look nothing like it has in the past. So if you need a name of a good CPA, I use Peter Maneri, but there's a lot of good ones out there. All right, I know who the good ones are. Give me a ring or or just go to my website and ask me for a referral. I'm more than happy to send you to someone. Okay? The dumb ones think taxes are just preparing forms. They're not, because stuff is going to come up during the year. And if you have a relationship with someone i.e. they did your taxes and you paid them, okay? You can't have them do your taxes and not pay them. You have to pay them. They won't want to take your phone call in August when you have a question on something else, okay? But uh, it's it's worth, I mean, for every dollar you spend, this is probably the smartest dollars you could spend. I've always been a big believer in that. But I'm amazed how many people come in and say, oh, I just do it on the computer and everything else, and I just look. Most of the time, I have to be diplomatic. But what I really want to say is, you probably left a few thousand dollars on the table. You were penny smart and pound foolish. For that 200 bucks you saved, you might have cost yourself two grand. I believe that. Because they know deductions you can take that you don't have a clue. And you think just because you did a computer form, you know? I don't think you do. That's my opinion. Take it for what it's worth. The smart ones buy cars two to three years old with excellent repair records. The dumb ones buy a new car every time the ashtray fills up in order to impress their neighbors. That's an old expression. You know, half the cars don't even have ashtrays anymore, but I couldn't resist using it. I've had, I've had friends, you know, boom, six months, ooh, 12 months. I used to trade in cars, boom, boom, boom. You know, I had a family member, and every time I saw, I think he uh, he was dating a relative of mine for five years, and I think he had probably 50 cars. I don't know if he had a deal with a car dealer or what the deal was, but uh, um, in any case, uh, you know, once you take the car off, within three to five years, most cars are worth half the value of the new car market. So if you buy a car with excellent, you know, excellent repair record, you can, I think, do much, much better and everything else. The smart ones never borrow against the 401ks. You know, if you, if you can compound at eight, ten percent. Why would you want to borrow money and bury yourself? And then you got to pay it back. So it cuts your future paychecks. It's like buying a couch on credit. I see that Jordan guy come on, the older guy with the, with the, uh, you know, the hair and a bun in the back. And, uh, boy, he's smooth. But uh, don't believe a word he says. Do not buy stuff on credit like that. 
The dumb ones are always buying cars, etc., with loans from their 401k. Please, please do not do that, okay? I don't even care if you're paying off credit cards. Figure out a way to pay off credit cards the right way and leave your 401k alone. Dave Ramsey's a strong advocate on that, and I agree with him completely. Here's the smart ones, okay? The smart ones raise their contribution rate every year until they hit the max. So you're 25, and you can only afford to do six. Next year, seven. Next year, eight. Keep raising your contribution rate, okay? It's the old theory of putting a frog in a in cold water and raising the temperature slowly. You won't notice the increased rate, but boy, oh boy, your account balance will, okay? So start start low if that's what you need to do, and then keep raising it, okay? Or start high and just stay there, whatever you can do, okay? The dumb ones keep it the same and do not think ahead. So they're at 6, and 10 years later they're at 6, when they should be at 16 or whatever it is, okay? So think about that also. The smart ones change their risk allocations with the help of an expert as they get closer to retirement. I've had people come in, you know, 85, 90% in stocks, and they're in their early 60s. Like, yeah, you really should consider changing, you know, let's cut back your allocation to 50, 50, 30, 70, whatever, just just so there's no big disruptions as you're getting very, very close to retirement and whatnot. Okay? The dumb ones, they keep the high-risk allocation even as they age. Okay. The smart ones try to take no more than 4% initially out order to keep their principal intact. The dumb ones spend down their principal only only in the moment, so they take out way too much and whatnot. Now, there's cases where people are taking a lot out, but they're putting it away. Okay, And I've seen cases like that recently. And that's okay because they're planning to move. they got other big expenses, so they're parking it away, and they're taking out more. As long as they understand there's a pay down here going on. So if you start taking out 8 or 9%, you're basically self-liquidating, you know. So you want to be aware that even the money you're saving on the other side, you know, is part of the money that would have been in the 401k. So just be aware of that. But if you're saving it as it comes out for financial flexibility because you got a big event coming, I get it, okay. But see if you can revert it back down again to, to what it should be. Because at 75, you should be taking out no more than five, five and a half. You know, at 70, you're taking out four, four and a quarter. Okay, at 80, uh, the RMD is going to mandate you're taking out, you know, I think, six or seven, whatnot. These are loose numbers, okay? So i got to really run it to know, okay? So just be aware of that. At 70 and a half, you have to do the required minimum distribution, okay? They need, and they just have a, it's a table, and they'll tell you the amount you have to take it out. Sometimes it's hidden on the January statement, of the year, because they have to take the year-end value, calculate it, and then they stick it in a little insert on your statement. Sometimes they send you a separate letter, but these guys are getting cagey, and they don't want to uh, send out separate letters and save on postage, so they'll stick it on the statement. And if you get everything electronically, make sure you look for it and print it out so you know what it is. So there's uh, little tricks there with that and whatnot. So... um, the smart ones time the Social Security withdrawals to maximize both spouses' potential benefits. We talked about that before. The dumb ones start 62 because they're not going to live long. The smart ones never let them sell an annuity into an IRA rollover. I just don't believe in them. I think they're inflexible. They uh, tie your money up. Uh, the tax deferral is not needed in the IRA anyway. And uh, they're great for uh, commissions for the brokers. And the insurance companies love it because they get cheap money. 
but uh, that's not the best thing for you. The dumb ones not only buy an annuity in the IRA rollover, but then they annuitize it, erasing the principal you could have left to your wife or kids. This is a big one. Um, the smart ones stay away from product pushes. The dumb ones think insurance guy buying them a drink at the bar is their friend. The smart ones think Jimmy C. on TV gives less than helpful advice at times. The dumb ones think every word he says is gospel. The smart ones think income in a portfolio would be very, very helpful. The dumb ones think income is boring. The smart ones know a TOD account or has an advisor that does know what a TOD account is. The dumb ones believe in using a will on all their assets. The smart ones call me to review their assets and liabilities and get a retirement in a nutshell report detailing their cash flows for 30 years in retirement. The dumb ones, they wing it. The smart ones are always keeping their eyes and ears open to new opportunities and have me check out when they hear something that might have potential. The dumb ones, they go online to buy it without reading the 10K or 10Q. The smart ones do not, touch, do not trust packaged products that their big firm, big firm guy is pushing. The dumb ones brag that they bought a structured products that can never go down. The smart ones never fall for a guy telling them they can get 12% with no risk. The dumb ones are impressed by the tuxedo and the country club membership and their friends' opinions. The smart ones follow smart investors like Warren Buffett and Ron Barron. The dumb ones think the old coots are too old-fashioned to know anything. The smart ones, they listen to me on the radio and come back and check me out in person. The dumb ones change the channel and listen to the morons on the Boston Sports Radio rehashing Gronk's injuries for the 57th time. Have a great week, everybody. Talk to you uh, next Saturday morning. Have a great week. Bye-bye now.